here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. Let's turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 26, verses 36 to 46. Matthew 26, verse 36. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, Sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again a second time he went away and prayed, saying, O my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be gone, let us be going. See, my, my betrayer is at hand. You know, we read a portion of the scripture where we come to know the agony and pain of our Lord Jesus Christ going through at the Garden of Gethsemane. Before he was crucified, you know, there was a time, there was a difficult moment in his life that probably even today we don't understand how much pain that he went through in his spirit and in his body. And he was just crying out to his father and asking him only one question. Lord, if it is your will, make a way for me to escape out of this pain that I am about to go through. You know, this morning, as we are continuing in the series of prayer, I just want to, you know, focus our attention to the, just only that prayer, that precious prayer that Jesus made on the day before he went to be crucified. Jesus was seen at the garden of Gethsemane before he was crucified. Scripture says his soul was exceedingly sorrowful and he went to death. His soul was exceedingly sorrowful even to death. 
You know, probably you and I, by reading this couple of words there, probably we never going to we understand the kind of pain that Jesus was having in his soul. He's talking about his soul was exceedingly sorrowful even to that death. You know, I was just thinking about when that pain gets onto our soul. Most of the time we get a pain in our body. And I believe that when the pain penetrates through our body, maybe it gets onto our soul. And he says, it was a time of sorrow and pain and agony. And the pain was not just a pain which will come and go. The pain, it will take him to the point of death. You know, that tells me today that my Savior, when he was on the face of this earth, he was just like me. You know, that gives me so much of comfort today. When I go through such pain in my life, when I go through such difficulties in my life, you know, that gives me comfort. My Lord went through all that what I'm going through on this earth today. And he can understand. He is not a high priest who cannot understand. He is a high priest who went through all that we are going through in our life today. You know, how much, how many confusions, how many trials and temptations, you know, we go through as families, as children of God, one after another. Word of God is comforting us this morning, telling that there was someone who was just kneeling down at the garden of Gethsemane and he was crying out to his father, telling the same thing what you are you and I are telling today his soul was exceedingly sorrowful and scripture says and he be, and being in agony he prayed more earnestly you know each gospel they put it in different ways you know that, that's that's very beautiful the scripture says and being in agony he prayed more earnestly he was just like me. You know, when I go through trouble, I start praying earnestly. You know, until then, my prayer is kind of superficial. Until my prayer just, you know, just, just happens within a fraction of seconds, maybe. It's just in a few minutes. But when I go through pain, when I go through trouble, my prayer becomes more sincere. My prayer becomes more earnest. Jesus was just like you and me as he was living on this earth. He was 100% God and he was 100% human. And scripture even says the sweat became like great drops of blood. You know, it says hematohydrides. So, you know, when people go through such moment in our lives, in their lives, now we all have sweat glands and over the sweat glands we see veins, the blood vessels. You know, when someone goes through such a pain in his soul, in his body, even those blood vessels rupture and blood gets into the sweat gland and eventually blood drops comes out. It's a very strange phenomena. It doesn't really happen to all of us. It very strangely it happens to some people when they are, you know, tortured to that extreme. Jesus Christ, at the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was kneeling down and praying, Scripture says his blood becomes sweat drops and it was falling on the ground. It was that much of pain. It's not just that because he was afraid of death, 
but he was certainly afraid that six hours of torture that's going to be done over his on his body and the kind of pain and agony and in the midst of all this he was about to experience a separation from his father you know putting all this together and the entire sin of this world was cast upon his head you know he was just going through all of this at the same time in his body and in his soul and in his spirit all of them together bringing him to that point where he even had to cry out for help to God and scripture says God sent an angel an angel appeared there to strengthen him an angel appeared there to my Lord Jesus Christ and the angel was strengthening him we are just talking about Jesus praying at the garden of Gethsemane what did he pray there what did he pray there? That's what we read in Matthew 26, 39. Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. That was his prayer. In fact, scripture says three times he prayed the same prayer. Three times he just repeated the same prayer. My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but Lord, as you will. Three times he knelt down and prayed the same prayer to the father. You know, this, eve, this morning I just strongly believe there is something significant that you and I need to learn from this prayer. Because this was a prayer made by our Lord Jesus Christ before, before he was crucified. What kind of prayer is? And I was just trying to describe this prayer. What kind of prayer is this? This is what I could come, come out with. It was a prayer of Son Lord Jesus Christ as he was in his flesh to his heavenly Father. It was a prayer from his flesh to his heavenly Father. It is an exploratory prayer because there he is trying out the possibilities. He is trying to explore the possibilities. Probably there is a way out. From this agony. Probably there is a way. God may help me to escape out of this pain. That I was about to endure. It is an exploratory prayer. It is also a prayer finding a way out. And in the literal sense. Knowing that he is 100% human. This prayer was a prayer to his father. If there is a way out. I just want to escape out of it. It is also a prayer seeking God's will. He did not stop there. He was seeking God's will even at that moment. It is also a prayer that never got answered. That never got answered. It is a prayer of son Jesus as he was in his flesh to his father in heaven. It was a prayer of exploring the possibilities around it. It was also a prayer to find a way out for a momentary escape. It was also a prayer seeking God's will. It was a prayer that never got answered. This morning we are just going to spend a couple of more minutes as the Lord speaks to us. It was a prayer of the Son in flesh. You know, today the beautiful thing about this prayer is we pray in the name of Jesus to our Father. And here we see Son Jesus praying to His Father. We go through Lord Jesus Christ 
to our father because he is the mediator. He is the intercessor and he sits at the right hand of God and he intercedes for you and me. As we tell, as we go into the name of Lord Jesus Christ, he picks on that from us and he represents that to the father in heaven. Of course, we have a right to talk to our father. He just made that open for us. But we still prefer just to you know, hide behind Lord Jesus Christ because we know better. We know for sure he will better represent us to the Father because he knows us. He knows us. Father, he loves us. He's just a holy God. Probably I cannot stand before him, but he helps me to stand and come to him as he sees, through me, sees me through the blood of the Lamb. Jesus was praying to his Father. You know, this prayer is just purely based on relationship. Jesus could make that prayer on that day because he knew very well that my Father will understand what I'm trying to say. He knew very well that I'm living in my humanity. My Father knows that what I'm going through, he can understand me. You know, he was 100% sure. So this prayer was just not an ordinary prayer. It is based on relationship. You know, today... We come across people praying. You know, I have seen different kinds of people in praying in many different ways. I have seen someone praying to God, Daddy, Daddy. Someone praying to God, Abba, Father. You know, I have seen especially people who, who get converted from Hinduism. You know, the way they get attached with our Lord God is tremendous. Nothing can really separate them. We, you know, we are born in the Christian family. We've been, you know, living as a, as a Christian. At times, you know, we just tend to fall apart. But those who come from other religion, once they get the grip of God, you know, they are never going to leave that grip. They just hold on to God strong. The way they pray, Daddy, Daddy. Prayer is based on relationship. You know, when moments when we try to come and pray to God, before we build that relationship with God, I'm sure that prayer is not just going to escape out of this roof. That prayer is not just going to escape out of this roof. God is expecting us to have that relationship with Him. And when we have the right relationship with Him, we have the courage to come and pray to Him. The moment you kneel down, we will not get down to a confession mode of confessing all our sins one after another, but instead we will just get down to a mode of talking to Him, sharing our thoughts, our desires, our pain and sorrow with Him. Even if you may be in sickbed, but you will still talk, talk to our God because Prayer is based on relationship. And Jesus is setting a model here. Jesus is setting an example here. This is, where, this is the way we need to pray. Scripture says, the writer of Hebrews, he put it this way in Hebrew 5-7. In those days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears. He talks about Lord Jesus Christ when he was in flesh. He often cried unto God. He often went, scripture says, early in the morning, he went to pray. Scripture says he departed from the crowd and he went to a lonely place just for prayer. 
He went into the deserts just for prayer. You know, there are many instances our Lord God prayed. Even before the tomb of Lazarus, Jesus prayed. As he took the breads and fishes in his hands, he prayed. You know, there are many occasions Jesus prayed. He set a model for you and me. And here we see Jesus praying. You know, we are getting into a time of this world, as Pastor Roy mentioned. Uh, you know, we are getting into a moment in our lives. The prayer is taken out of the churches. You know, we are living in a time where churches are preaching that you don't need to really fast and pray because Jesus did everything at the cross. If you, pray, you know, the things are happening, not, not just by our work. Things will happen by grace. You need to just look at the cross. At the cross, everything is done. You don't need to trial. The way you take your time to fast and pray and the way you want to preach over and over again about prayer. You know, prayer is just part of our life. It's not just, you know, God is instructing us to pray. Prayer becomes part of any child of God. Jesus, when he was in his flesh, he was just praying to God. He was just crying out to God. He was a man with tears. He was a sorrowful man. He was just crying out to God. It was a prayer made to the Father by His Son. I also mentioned that it is a prayer of exploring the possibilities. Jesus said, if it is possible. If it is possible. You know, when we come to pray, we see the possibilities, but we don't see the exact we see many possibilities in our lives, but we don't know what is that exact thing God wants me to do at this time. Jesus saw possibilities. One possibility is probably just to escape out of the situation. The other possibility is probably to go through it with the help of God. Jesus is asking, Lord, if it is possible, when we see, when we pray, we see a couple of possibilities but we also do not see some other possibilities which God only see at this time. Possibilities that probably we don't even see it in our lives. You know, this morning, we need to understand prayer takes us into a realm of possibilities. You know, prayer takes us into a realm where we see the possibilities that God has, the options that God has planned for our lives. But we may not know what is the exact option that God wants us to prefer, select, but God makes, us, makes those things available for us. Some of those possibilities we don't see today, but when we pray in faith, God brings those things in our lives. You know, think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were asked to bow before the statue. And they said, we will not do it. Our Lord will deliver us. And even if he doesn't deliver, we are not just going to bow before that statue. We are not just going to do it. We know our Lord will do it. Even if he doesn't do it, we are not going to bow before possibilities. You know, when we pray, when we come to God with an open heart, God will make things available for us, even though we don't need, we don't know which one we need to select and which direction we need to go. Think about Esther. You know, when he was just, she was standing before King Agasuerus, Esther 
knew very well that what she's doing is against the law. She says, if I perish, I perish. If I escape, you know, I may just come out of it. I may find favor in the sight of the king, but probably, you know, I may not even find favor. Prayer is a time of exploring the possibilities. You know, Jesus was kneeling down and he is crying out to God, Lord, if it is possible, if it is possible. And what he is about to say, as we read in Matthew 26, 39, he's asking, let this cup pass from me. If it is possible, Lord, let this cup pass from me. This morning, I just want all of us to visualize, think about a cup that is given in our hands. We are given a cup in our hands. And the cup is given the moment we are conceived in our mother's womb. A cup is given. And God is asking us to carry that cup. God is asking us to take that cup all along wherever we go. We are going to carry that cup with us. And that cup is filled with many different things. When you look into that cup, we see pain there. We see times of joy there. We see times of loss. We see times of disappointment. We see times of discouragement. We see all those things inside that cup. And when God brings us into this world, he gives that cup to us and he asks us, come on, my son, my daughter, this is your cup. Come on, keep drinking in this cup. Keep drinking in this cup. Jesus was carrying that cup until the end of his life. And as he was carrying the cup in his life, he was just having that cup in front of him and looking into that cup. And he's asking God, Lord, let this cup pass from me. Let this cup pass from me. Many times we pray that same prayer. Lord, take this cup away from me, Lord. Take this cup away from my life. Take this cup away from me. I'm not able to drink it anymore. I'm not able to handle it anymore. But children of God, this morning, God wants us to realize that we are given a cup and we are expected to drink out of that cup until we live on this earth. That cup has both the flavor, pain, sorrow, as well as joy and gladness. The moment of gladness and the moment of sorrow. And God is asking us to take that cup with us. You know, most of the time, the cup is not taken out of our lives. Most of the time, we pray for the cup to be taken out of our lives, but God doesn't take the cup out of us. Instead, He says, my son, I'm giving you grace to drink from that cup. Take that. Drink it. I know it is bitter. I know it is painful. I know it is sorrowful. But my son, I have called you for this. 
If you take that cup out of you, you are not in your originality. If I take that cup out of you, I cannot use you the way I want you to be used. If I, can, if I take that cup out of your life, probably I cannot do anything in your life. The cup is the one that is going to make you, that is going to mold you, that is going to help you all along in your life. The cup is given in our hands. And this morning, God is asking us, take that cup joyfully. Not with grudges, not with complaints, not with bitterness in our hearts. Just receive that and take that cup joyfully, no matter what we go through in our lives. God is telling us, my son, my grace is sufficient for you. Certainly we cannot drink from others' cup. When we tend to look at others' cup, that cup is filled with, three-fourths of that cup is filled with joy. Look at the way they are living. Look at the life they are having. Nothing is going wrong in their lives. They don't have sickness as I have in my life, in my family. They don't have pain as I have pain in my body. We tend to look at others' cup most of the time. And we just, 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 you know, we just get lost for a moment in someone else's cup. This morning God is telling you, my son, I want you to drink from the cup that I have given to you. You can't really drink from others' cup. You need to drink from the cup which is already filled. Which is already filled and it is made just only for you. Only for you. Jesus carrying that cup. Kneeling down at the garden of Gethsemane. Crying out to his father. Let this cup pass from me. Let this cup pass from me. He did not stop there because he is setting a model for us. It is also a prayer seeking God's will. It is a prayer seeking God's will. And he says, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Lord, if there is a possibility, if you can take this cup out of my life, do it, Lord, but not as I desire, but as you desire. <clears throat> this morning, God is telling us a simple lesson. He's teaching us we need to ask God for his will. That is a blessing for us. Only doing God's will blesses me. Only doing God's will you know, uses me. Only doing God's will gives me that courage to preach the word of God and to be an example for lives around me. When we ask Jesus, Lord, what is the reason you came to this world? He will say, it is my father's will. If we read from John 4, chapter 4, verse 34, Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. My food, that means my whole life. My whole life, all that I'm trying to do on this earth is to do the will of God and to fade away from the face of this earth. And this morning we are just looking at the example of our Lord Jesus Christ as he was praying at the garden of Gethsemane, as he was about to get into the time of pain and agony in his life. He was just crying out to God, Lord, if there is a possibility, take this cup out of me, Lord. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And this morning God is asking us, to make that as 
our prayer. You know, God has already planned certain things for us. That's what the cup I'm talking about. That cup is filled with God's will for our lives. That cup is filled with, you know, what we want to experience in our lives as we live on this earth. It is just perfectly filled with that. And God is asking us, my son, my daughter, just drink from that. You know, some of our families, some of our family members, when they go through pain, when we go through loss, God is reminding us, it is part of your cup. Don't you know that? Don't you know that it is already there in that cup? Why do you discourage? Why do you get discouraged? I know it. I know it, You what you are going through. I know the struggles that you have, my son, my daughter. It's all already part of that cup. Just hold on to that cup. This morning, God is asking us, doing, telling us doing God's will is the best thing that we can ever imagine in our lives. The will of God is nothing but the mind of God. The will of God is nothing but the mind of God. What God can think all about us is what is His will. And that becomes a plan concerning our lives on this earth. You know, if you go and talk to our Lord, Lord Jesus, Lord, what am I going to do in my life, O oh God? What is that you have already planned for me, O oh Father God? You know, God starts speaking because it's already in his mind. He has already planned. It is already conceived in his mind. And that's what a child of God goes through as we are depending on God's will in our lives. Today the question is whether it is God's will or our will. Jesus had that moment in his life. Is it God's will or my will? Even at that moment, I strongly believe that Jesus had an option to quit. Jesus had an option to quit. But he never did that. Because he knew doing the will of God is the best thing that he can do. You know, someone is trusting you and me today. Someone is depending on you and me today. As I say always, if God has planned to do something through your life, probably he's not going to do, anything, do that same thing through someone else. Because God has already chosen you for the time such as this. God has already put that in your cup. And you carry that cup. And God wants to do that through you and only through you. And no matter how much we ask, how much we walk away from God, God will always bring us back. And he wants to do that through us and us alone. And this morning, praying to, finding, to find the God's will, the will of God, is the best thing that probably we can experience on the face of this earth. Finally, as I said, it is also a prayer that never got answered. That never got answered. We thank God God did not answer that prayer. If God would have answered that prayer, you know, the cup would have been taken out of the Lord Jesus Christ. We just thank God. God, you did not answer that prayer. That also tells me today, God doesn't answer all the prayers. Sometimes we may put it in a different way. God listens all the prayers of righteous. And sometimes he may say, my son, you wait. I have seen people waiting until their death. They wait, 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 and they die. Things may not happen in their lives. Sometimes God says no. Sometimes God says yes. There are many different ways God answers. But some of those prayers 
are not answered. There are many reasons why prayers are not answered. We know most of the time, we know at times we pray against the will of God and we see nothing happening. We don't experience that blessing of God. We don't see God responding to those prayers. At times we ask against the will of God. At times we ask God to satisfy our own desire, our own lust, our own personal needs, which is not according to the will of God. You know, we ask certain things, but God did not answer those prayers. God at times, you know, the way God works in our lives may be different, but we don't understand we ask for something, but God doesn't answer those prayers. At times, you know, we have bitterness in our heart. We have grudges around against someone else. When we pray, God doesn't answer. There are many instances God does not answer to such prayers. But this morning we are talking about Lord Jesus Christ crying out his father to take the cup away from him. But God did not answer their prayer. But instead God gave him grace. He sent his angel to strengthen son Jesus. And God gave him courage to take that cross boldly. How bold he was when he was taking the cross on him. You know, God strengthened his son Jesus. And this morning we are talking about a prayer at times did not get the answer. But God gives you grace to go through it. We ask God to take that cup away from our lives. But God gives us grace to carry that cup. At times you complain saying that, Lord, this cross is so heavy on me, Lord. I cannot handle it anymore. But God says, my son... That cross is already custom made for you. No one else probably could carry that, what you are carrying. That also tells me today, you know, when we think about some people in our lives, most of the time we see the outward appearance. Most of the time we see people as just we see. We really do not know what they go through in their lives. And at times we come to a conclusion and making a judgment, you know, by looking at how they look, but we do not know what they go through. You know, if we are going through something in our lives, it is so true that they go through something in their lives. Probably I don't understand what they are going through. Probably their cross is much more heavier than my cross. Probably their cup is filled with maybe bitterness and pain in their lives. We do not know what they are going through in their lives. And here we see Jesus crying out his father. And the prayer was not answered. <laughs> there are a couple of prayers in the word of God, in the Bible, that was not answered. If you remember, do you remember David? David was praying for his child. God did not answer that prayer. God took away that baby. God did not answer. Three times Paul Pray to God to get relief from the pain, from the thorn that he is experiencing in his flesh. No, God did not answer. God instead said, my grace is sufficient for you. God did not do anything to take that pain out of his life. That means what we go through today in our lives, God is very well aware of it. God is very well aware of it. He knows what you are going through. He knows the pain and sorrow that we are going through. But God is very silent. He is absolutely silent just because it is already in your cup. You are expected to carry that. Go through it. 
That doesn't mean that God cannot deliver you. That doesn't mean that there is no freedom from that sickness or from the disease, from the deadly situation that we are in today. Yes, there is freedom. As long as we pray according to the will of God, as long as we know what is filled in our cup, as long as we know what God wants us to do, as long as we know what God is working at this point of time in my life, we will just hold on to God rather than asking questions and making complaints to God. And this morning, God God is speaking to us. God is speaking to us. His prayer was an amazing prayer on that day. We just, just went through that prayer quickly this morning. It was a prayer of finding out the possibilities. It was a prayer of finding a way out and escape. It was also a prayer of seeking God's will. It was a prayer that was not answered. But in the midst of all, Jesus died at the cross. And he rose from the dead victoriously. You know, eventually, when we do the will of God, the victory belongs to us. Until that point of time, we experience that blessing in our lives. God wants us to hold on to it. If we have patience, if we have perseverance, if we are willing to wait at the feet of God, you will see victory. Children of God, we are not defeated. We are victorious. But this morning, God is teaching us, that's how it is. That's how it is. That's the plan of God. That's how God is bringing us in our spiritual walk with the Lord. And I believe this morning God has spoken to us. Shall we just close our eyes? Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipf.org. God bless you.